All right, this is the We're Having a Good Time podcast. I'm Dusty Slay. And this is Hannah Hogan. And she's Hannah Hogan. Yeah. And uh, we are on location at the Microtel in <laughs> Opelika, Alabama. Roll Tide! Yeah, well, it's more War Eagle country. Here. Oh, yeah, that's true. We're in Auburn. Yeah. So, um, we're just hanging out here. We've, I've come down to visit my family. I had the weekend off. Uh, my... Uh, younger sister, I have a younger sister who's 18 years younger than me, named Brooke, and she graduated on Friday from high school, so we came down for that. Uh, I'd like to talk about that, uh, but that's why we're here. Uh, Hannah's about to leave to go to Birmingham to do shows. I'm about to leave and go to Tampa and do shows, so we're just hanging out here for today. We're just fitting in some husband and wife time in between our crazy road dog schedules. <laughs> yes, Absolutely. And um, so we want it. We got a conspiracy we'd like to talk about. We'd oh like yeah. To, we'd like to. We have a. I had a request. Yeah, uh, a, um, a fan, a, a listener, uh, reached out to us because they've been paying attention to us talking about uh, really hard hitting conspiracies, and they brought our attention to Denver and the Denver airport. Yeah. So we went. We watched a couple of videos on the Denver airport conspiracy, and now we are. Uh, educated enough to talk about it. But let's be honest, we were already aware about Denver, you know, but we had to reinvestigate it with fresh eyes. Yeah. Well, yeah. And um, so we've watched it. Now we know what's going on with it, and uh, yeah. we're ready to talk about it. And we're excited to share. Yeah. And, um, but first, we're going to talk about, you know, where we went last week and where we're about to go. Yeah. Uh, like I say, I was in Alabama. Hannah, what were you up to? I was weekend? in Tennessee. I didn't do any comedy this week. And let me tell you, it was fantastic. I spent a lot of time, oh, let's just say a lot, and by a lot I mean the entire time, holed up in my uh, house. And I just took, just slept in. I suntanned. I played in a pool. I did a lot of writing that was not stand-up related. Um, which is always fun for me. Drank a lot of coffee. Oh, I am lit on coffee on because I, I usually work on weekends, right? And I had a Friday night off, and Dusty was gone, so I was like, "Ooh, I'm about to get nasty. I'm about yeah. to get real crazy. I'm about to do something I regret." So I was just drinking coffee at like 9 p.m. and I was drinking coffee at 9 p.m. like I like I didn't have anything to do the next day, and I didn't. But I, that's also how I was acting, and it was great. It's really fun to drink coffee and write. I mean, that's sort of where I feel naughty, and so I was just sort of doing that, and I was doing that by myself, and I was reading my books, and and I was just, I just had a really nice weekend just away from the road, and comedy, and uh, yeah. my husband, and yeah, totally, yeah. just took some time, just kicked back, yeah, it's a good time, yeah, recharged, recharged, well, and now, and then you come down here to join me. Yeah. And uh, my Friday night, uh, Friday was my birthday, May 18th was my birthday. I turned uh, 36 years old. Uh-huh. Uh, my sister, who is exactly 18 years younger than me, she was at my graduation when she was four months old. So I went to her graduation, and, uh, and I haven't been to a graduation probably since I graduated. All right? And so I forgot, I mean... My graduation. That's probably a good thing. You don't want to be hanging out at high school graduations. Right, right. Yeah, unless you know someone, it's, it's not. It's a bit the, weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just and, thought I'd uh, stroll on up, <laughs> see what's popping. Just like to see the new talent out there <laughs> in the world. <laughs> so I'm there, and my graduating class had about 180 people, and um, 
in this graduating class, I uh, had 43 people. But And I, I imagine all graduations do this. They had 43 people, but they drug it out like there was 43,000. You know what I mean? It was like... They, they were playing that graduation music, and it was on the loudspeakers, like the state, it was on the football stadium, and it was on those football stadium speakers for Friday night football that are never very clear. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, they're playing that. I don't, I can't do the thing. I will, I will try to add that in and add it to play that thing. But anyway, that, that song played, and then it would fade out. But you knew that you could see there was still a line of people to come. So then it would start back up again. Like it would repeat. And people were crying. And, uh, you know, I like to make jokes about these situations, you know. And I'm sitting next to my sister's grandmother, who's my uh, stepmom, Martha, her uh, mother. mother. And uh, very sweet. But... She is not the person for me to make my jokes to about the graduation going on. So I had no one. I, there was a, I had a stranger, and he was a man who, he was wearing Chick-fil-A socks. <laughs> and, and I complimented the socks. We talked for a minute. I felt like he was done talking to me. So not the guy to go to to make jokes. I mean, we should posit that we're in rural, deep Alabama country. I mean, this isn't, this is country folk. I mean, they're not, they don't chit chat they don't small talk especially with strangers which is probably what you look like with your hipster outfit on yeah yeah i got a hat and a and long hair you got and, 80s glasses and i got yeah the, i forget that i had these glasses <laughs> now and what that must seem like to people yeah <laughs> it looks like you're trolling them really if you walked up into a small town dressed the way you are it, yeah. it kind of feels like you're like, what? I thought it was Halloween or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I haven't always looked like this. I forget that I look like it's this. It's been sometimes. a slow and natural evolution. Yeah, yeah. But I, I just forget sometimes, and I'm just down there hanging out. And uh, people are nice, but they're not They're not dying to jump into a conversation. No, you know which I, mean? I don't understand because you got one of those voices that I find when I hang out with you. People are always trying to talk to you. Yeah, I don't know what it is either. Um, let's see. Oh, and there are these people... Like in the program, you had uh, people listed, and then um, like you had all their names, and then next to their names, they would have like uh, a star or a, a plus or like some kind of like arrow pointing up uh, to tell what your awards were. You know, like your advanced academic endorsement, career technical endorsement, and some of these people have every one. Right, mm. and these are uh, some of these people that had everyone are also the people that are given speeches. You know, they had a cordless mic out there. Cordless mic. The first girl that goes out there to give give the prayer, uh, uh, it doesn't. The microphone's not on. Mm. But she's cool about it. She just puts it down and then says it out loud. I mean, that's an MC we can take on the road with us. Yeah, she's improvising. Yeah, she just goes for it. But then the next one is. Uh, they're not having it. They Oh, no. She started hammering it. And they had to go up into the booth and get the <laughs> microphone fixed. It's like, why are you not sound checking the graduation? Yeah. This is your one event. Yeah. Maybe check it out. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And uh, But all in all, it went pretty good. They had the sal salutatorian's address. I had never heard of a salutatorian. No. Salutatorian. No, I've never heard of that. And then that sounds like saluting someone. Like, did yeah. she have the first speech? 
Well, it's a guy, and he, um, yeah, he had the first speech. And Maybe he it's more of like a welcoming and a... Yeah, he That came, just seems like they're trying to spread out the speeches. Yeah, he came out. He had a lot of jokes, but he was bombing. Mm. The next guy, though, the valedictorian, Malachi. Very biblical names. Caleb was the salutatorian. Malachi is the valedictorian. Mm. And uh, he was he had some pretty good jokes. Well, that's why he's a valedictorian. I mean, yeah. he's, he's the best. Yeah, I don't remember all his jokes, but uh, I did try to take some audio. Oh, so he's a hack. Yeah. I mean, he did good in the moment, but not unique or, or memorable. Well, you know, the first guy had jokes like you would have your first time doing comedy. Mm. Like, you're making jokes that you don't know that everybody in that room has already made. Right. You know, we've all made the joke, it's my first time doing comedy, hope it's less awkward than the last first time I had. You know, the last time I... You know, the first time I had sex, I uh, hope it goes longer and it's less awkward. I mean, that's a good line. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's, I've heard that one a bunch of times, but it's not people's fault. You know what I mean? They're, they're at home. They're going, what's funny? And until you're in a room with people telling jokes for hours and hours and hours. And honestly, that kid's dad probably was like, you know what's funny? Yeah. Uh, I heard yeah. this at a wedding one yeah. time or I said this at a wedding. Yeah. My dad was always trying to write my speeches yeah. when I was in high school. Actually, at my grade 8 graduation, I there was we got awards too, and I won the public speaking award. Oh. Yeah. Way to go. Yeah. Because I was a bit of a star, a public speaker. I went I went to the provincials. Yeah. So. Oh, so I was talking about these medals, though. Mm. So these kids that won these awards and got these things, they also had these medals. So the kids that had the medals, when they came up to speak... You could just hear the clank, clank, clank. And then other kids had no medals. My sister had no medals. But you know what? That's how our family is. You know, when I was in school, they had, in the yearbook, they had all the boxes with with the clubs that you were in. I made up that I was in three clubs so that my box wouldn't be completely empty. How do you make that up and they don't fact check that? I don't think that anyone, I wrote like I was in the FFA. I wrote that I was in the art club. The art club kind of existed and I was kind of in it. So you could make up... You could make up a club. I just don't think people were really following up on it. Yeah, that's... as long as your as long as your club wasn't some, you know, profanity. Yeah, I don't think anyone cared. Yeah, I don't think anyone's like, mm, I don't know. Why don't you run these numbers on Dusty? And, <laughs> you know what I mean? They're like, yeah, unless yeah. someone's out to get you on the yearbook. Committee. Yeah, they like let him have the clubs. Yeah. So I didn't. So you know, that's a thing. But your do. sister, you know, hasn't been busy in high school. She's been focused on her rodeos. Yeah, her la- her senior year, I think she only went to school for like two hours. Yeah. She got out every day, so she's chilling. You yeah. Know what I mean, and then she is in rodeos, and that's something I did the next day. Next day, I went and watched her barrel race. Yeah, now you might have to explain what barrel racing is, because I actually, I kind of know what that is, just based on being yeah. hanging out with you guys, but I'm sure a lot of people don't know what barrel racing is. Well, they have two two events, I think, at there. They have, it's a horse. Yeah, and they have three events. They have three events. One is called, yeah, they're on horses, but I'll tell you the names, and then it's called Running the Poles, I think, is one of them. Which I do every dang night. <laughs> and then they have barrel racing, and then they have like free, <laughs> I'm sorry. okay, sorry, kind of a free run where you, where you run uh, out around the barrel and then run all the way back. Uh huh. But you're on a horse, so barrel racing you run around barrels. You do like an obstacle course and it's pattern, t- like timed, timed, and then the poles is the same as barrel racing except there's it's a straight line of poles. Like the, the barrels will be out there in like a triangle shape. 
So yeah. you go around one, and then you come back around, and you weave around them. The barrels is a straight line, and you go in and around mm. like that, and it's timed. Yeah, and your sister, I mean, you, your dad and, and his wife and your sister, Brooke, they all live on a big old farm, and yeah. you have a handful of horses. Yeah. Well, they have every kind of animal, really, but they have horses. and Mainly horses sis- and cows and your dogs. Your sister's definitely that girl with horses. Yeah, and she's crushing it. She did great at these rodeos. I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? So it's like, um, and now I think she's already starting to go to college uh, next week. Yeah. Or actually this week. She's already ahead, ahead of you. Yeah, I don't think that she's, yeah, she's like, I'm doing it. I'm out here making it happen. So yeah. she's hustling it. And, uh, but these rodeo things were pretty funny. I mean, um, let's see, I made some, I made some notes here. And, uh, uh. Oh, this was more about the graduation. Oh, the alma mater. I mean, my dad did not go to this school, but the alma mater's on the back. My dad's a singer. My dad's always been like a church singer. You know, he's got the, you know, he, he really knows like the rhythm kind of he was a He was in a barbershop quartet. Yeah, you would think. Well, that, you know? that's what you told me. He was, I don't, I think he likes listening to that. Like he likes to listen to the Statler oh, okay. Brothers or the Oak Ridge Boys or... He lo- you know, the hits, the greats. <laughs> right, right. Good old Oak Ridge Boys so we're all familiar with. So the Wadley alma mater, I mean, everybody's just kind of singing it like we sing alma maters. You know, uh-huh. we're like, blah, blah, blah. you know what I mean? And my dad's like, my dad's like singing it. Your dad's you like, know? I'm about to get a dang metal right now. <laughs> yeah. And it was good. People have always liked to listen to my dad sing. And um, Did you enjoy it? Yeah. Uh-huh. I dig it. My dad, I remember you texted me out of the blue, like my dad's singing the alma mater. Yeah. Like in church, uh, my dad would do that when everybody's singing the hymns. Mm. Like he's like, he's hitting the bass lines, you know? Oh, yeah. Like that's what my granddad taught bass singing. Mm. And then he taught bass singing, and I guess he taught it to my dad, and then that's where we stopped teaching it to people. So, yeah, so my dad, he never taught me to bass sing, and maybe he. Uh, heard my voice singing in the car and he goes it's hopeless and uh, so anyway so I did not learn to sing but I think I sing great in the car by myself you know I have like a you know how they talk about like happy babies and happy dogs I have a happy husband I mean four out of seven days he's waking up singing some weird country song i mean we just wake up and he's like yeah and it's nice because i got like a happy husband just singing away well i'm happy yeah Yeah, i like it you're cheerful and then this principal at this graduation now this lady was showing obvious favoritism to some students like Mm. they had to come by everything's political some she would shake their hands one guy she hugged and just Mm. they hugged for a minute and it's like that me too movement yeah it's like it's like take it easy guys like you guys can say your goodbyes later but don't show the whole school who your favorite kid is you know what i mean it's like oh now i see why he's got all the medals yeah exactly and uh yeah, and then as they, I mean, the, the, the path they had these kids taken, like they would call their name, and then they would come out and make this imaginary square, and then turn and come down. And then it would go through all these teachers before they called the next. Maybe this is how all graduations work. But I'm like, let's speed it up. You know what I mean? Let's get this thing popping. Mm. Sound like a really supportive brother. Yeah, well, no, I mean... Well, also, my last name's Slay. My sister's last name's Slay. So it's like, we're way down in the list. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, by the time she... Like, we're like... 
you know, we've been supportive, clapping for the other kids for a long. I also had a cousin, uh, Jaden, and he uh, graduated high school also. Now, did she have a dance afterwards? We had a dance after our graduation. Well, they went. They probably went and partied. I don't know what they did. There was a little party for Jaden and Brooke at the Penton Grill, which is where my dad lives. Okay. And uh, we had some chicken fingers and whatnot. But they, <laughs> really, and a cake. Yeah. But the kids were out of there pretty quick. Uh-huh. It was mainly adults. Yeah, I mean, life. I remember my grade eight graduation. Well, there was a dance at the school, and that's always kind of how it was, but it was party time. It was like, okay, now we're going to high school. We need to prepare. Yeah, I mean, nothing, yeah, yeah, exactly. Nothing makes you feel old, though, like being 36, uh, sitting in the pit and grill on your birthday, (laughs) eating chicken fingers, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I mean, and that's when I was getting lit on coffee at home in Tennessee, and you're wondering, why didn't you go with your husband on his birthday? Well, the truth is, is I was meant to go to to Alabama then, but my husband knows that I get pretty tired out with our long lifestyle well, on the road. So he's like, why don't you just rest at home? And you know what? I really enjoyed that. So it was sort of like I got a birthday present on Dusty's birthday. Yeah, well, we drive Dusty. all the time. So it's like even visiting people is like, it's not about going. Well, it's like it was our weekend off, but we're still traveling and we're still running right, around. Right, because the thing about comedy is that it's the driving. It's all about the driving that wears you out. The comedy is great. Like, I, when I waited tables, I used to have dreams about um, being real busy, like being in the weeds, as they would call it, like just being behind and you never could get caught up. Now, as a comedian, I have dreams about driving. I have dreams where I'm looking through the windshield of the car at the road. What? And it's like... <laughs> really? Yeah, that's how much I've drove. Oh, man. I have not started to have those dreams yet. But I expect that they're coming. And so, yeah, even visiting somewhere, even going on a vacation, it's like, yeah, I'd love to go do this or that this weekend, but I don't want to spend seven hours in the car. Yeah, I mean, it like a real... We really enjoy the staycation, as they say, which is just kicking it at our home. For a weekend, which we never do. Yeah, we got a pool at together. our apartment complex now, so yeah. we're about to have a... Yeah, a- I mean, I tanned. I burned the tops of my feet. I um, I just enjoyed myself. I just yeah. had some solitary confinement, which, you know, did me right. Did me right like Fiji water. And so. then... Um, yeah, I mean, so that the trip has been good. Oh, and then, you know, there's another place. Penn and Grill is where my dad likes to go. Now, the town my dad lives in is called Penn. It's P-E-N-T-O-N, Penn. And it's great. I like it. But it's very small. They have one store. And then behind that store now, the guy who owns the store has opened a restaurant. So everybody goes there. Yeah, I mean, they have one store, but let's be honest, they have one intersection. Right. That's right. it's not a town. I mean it's it's, it's a, a town. It's a stop sign. It's a town. Well there's some people around there. Well yeah. It, but but it's, it's, it's 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 the only restaurant in in you know it's like it's not a, a highly populated place, but the 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 span that it goes before you get to other stores and restaurants and things. You know what I mean? There's lots of people. Yeah, I mean the out. county exists within it. People will travel for a while to come to the Pen and Grill, you oh, know, and okay. hunters will come up there. So I went to the Pen and Grill on Friday when I got to my dad's, and then after the graduation I went there, and then he went to eat there the next day. I was like, I can't eat, I can't do it. 
I just went and hung out with him. I mean, my dad eats there like every day. Yeah. And then there's another restaurant down the way called the Abanda Cafe, and that's in a town called Abanda. Which I've never been to. It's like your dad always talks about it, you always talk about it, but it seems like every time I go, somehow it's closed or we can't go there. Yeah. I don't know what that's all about. I don't know either. They gave me a mug this time. Mm. And uh, they're vacuuming above. I don't know if the microphone picks that up, but that's in the fourth floor of this hotel. They're vacuuming. Yeah, we're in a micro hotel. Yeah. And, um, but the Abanda Cafe is great. So we went down there, but also that's the other pipe. It's Penton Grill Abanda Cafe. You might see the same people at the Abanda Cafe at breakfast time and then at lunch at the Penton Grill. Yeah. I mean, but this guy came out to the Penton Grill that my, or the Abanda Cafe that my dad saw and he's like, he's like, that boy right there can draw. You know, so uh, so my dad talked to him. My dad had this Smokey the Bear, this metal Smokey the Bear sign that's real faded, and he wants to get it repainted. So he uh, he was the lady at the Bandit Cafe laughed at my dad because he was like, "What's the name of that boy that can draw? What's the name of that boy that draws?" And she was a bunch like, of boys. <laughs> she's like that boy that draws. And, uh, but he lived, that guy lived in this community called Frog Eye, which is across the river where there's not a bridge. There used to be a ferry, but there's no bridge. So you have to go way around to get to Frog Eye. And, and then we went, once we go for miles down these back roads, we had to stop. My dad just stopped at a random house and asked, do you know where this guy lives? He had his name. I don't know his name. And then, yeah, they were able to direct him. I mean, I don't know, like, if, if somebody pulled up to my neighbor down in, in Nashville and was like, hey, do you know where Dusty Slay lives? They would be like, who? You know what I mean? But this guy was like, yeah, he lives. And they told us how to get there. And he turned off the back road onto a dirt road, a winding dirt road. And he passed, like, the first thing, there was this single-wide trailer with just everything in the yard. I mean, I don't know what was going on out there, but everything was out there. Then you go way back, and we finally got, and there was a cabin back there. It's a pretty nice cabin, but it's a real deliverance feeling. Yeah, yeah, real tucked down in the woods, and uh, we dropped that off, and hopefully that that boy that draws that boy gonna, that boy that draws get is, that boy that boy yeah. that draws. Yeah, and by the way, this guy was huge. I mean, this guy's a big dude. Yeah, and uh, his mom was there at the house, and she was real old, and there was dogs barking, and I'm not comfortable around that. Yeah, and. Uh, but it was fun. We got out of there, dropped it off at the Frog Eye community. Yeah, I mean, when you told me that you were in a place called Frog Eye, I just, sometimes you just tell me things about Alabama, and I'm like, could it be more stereotypical? <laughs> I mean, it's like, because a lot of the time growing up in Canada, all the stereotypes you hear about the South, you just think, oh, they're exaggerating, it can't be like this, it can't be like that, and for the most part, it's not as bad. But when you hear of a community called Frog Eye, all deep up into the Alabama terrain, you're like, oh, yeah. wow, this is this is quite colloquial. Because to some places around, Opelika is the big city. Opelika, Auburn is the big city. And then there's the town on like where you would know that where my dad lives called Lafette. And that's the, that's the downtown area. And then he lives on the outskirts of Lafette in Pennant. Frog Eye is country to country folks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not that it's any worse. I mean, it's great. A lot of the houses were super nice out there, but it's just way out there. I yeah, mean, I mean, the cool area about where you, 
your dad's farm is is it you when you're there you definitely feel like this looks exactly the same as it would have looked 100 years ago yeah like it's all farmland it's all pretty country folk it moves at a very slow pace and it's just very agrarian and you just kind of feel like oh you could imagine what it was like you know when natives were you know rolling around here and, yeah you know even my dad says him growing up he was born in uh 1947 and he talks about growing up how there was just no lights like there were no street lights when it got dark i mean they would have porch lights but they would have you know old school porch lights so they weren't super bright they didn't have those big floodlights that they have now yeah electricity took it sounds like a hundred years to get to them well they had electricity oh but it just wasn't like you know like if you go down a back roads now i mean a lot of times there'll be some street lights here and there to give you something he's like back then when the sun went down it was dark you could see your porch light in the distance but it was dark everywhere yeah you know so it's like yeah um yeah, and you told me that you have a great aunt that still won't use air conditioner because she's just not used to using it. I don't know. My grandmother was like that. Yeah. That's yeah. okay, then maybe that's what Yeah, it was. I don't know. I don't know the I don't even know that I have a great aunt. Well, maybe it was your grandmother. I'm just I have some okay people. aunts. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. And um But yeah, so um which is, I'll just say, with air conditioning, it's the same way Canadians are when they come down and visit the South. We don't use a whole bunch of air conditioning in Canada. I mean, it exists, but I never had air conditioning, and a lot of my friends never used air conditioning because you don't really need it. So that when you come down to the South, even in the middle of the summer, it's the, the cold AC is too much for us. We can handle the heat outside, but it's sitting in houses with this freezing cold ac it's like a lot of times my friends would just ask to turn it off yeah you know and conversely i am from the south where it's really hot and when i go to somewhere that's really cold i enjoy the heater yeah i want them to cut that heater on yeah yeah well i mean i that's i i enjoy the heater in the winter too but unfortunately i had a dad that's always like put on another layer put on another layer and then i would have to sit on a vent with a blanket over top of me in the winter just to not be freezing. Yeah, you know what's what's most funny, of my fights with my dad growing up were because I was turning up the heat. Yeah, well, you know that's funny because we always say that about dads and stuff like put on another layer, but it's like I, that's just like being a bill payer. Yeah, right. You're like yeah. I know what the power bill is like to pay every month. Yeah, and it I'd rather you know what I mean. Like now yeah. I'm turning into put on another layer guy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Me too. I mean because we're we're gone away for the week and I'm like oh make sure we turn off the AC and stuff like that so yeah. it's not running while we're not there. Yeah, yeah. So all right, so let's. Uh, You're just adulting here. Oh, we got to talk about Denver. Oh, I, oh and before I want to say uh, I had the Grand Old Comedy Show last Wednesday. It was great. One of the best turnouts that I had had. Uh, great comedy lineup, super fun, um, and um, it was a great show. I appreciate everybody that came. Appreciate everybody that performed. It's fantastic. Yeah. And the next one will be August first. So we're gonna skip two months, but then I have a show August, September, October, November, and December. So I got it lined up monthly after that. The second half of the year, boom, 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 grand old comedy show. Yeah. You know what I mean? All right, so let's talk about the Denver airport. Yeah. All right, so there's some some shady things just right away about the Denver airport that people point out. Now, I've never been there. I don't know that any of these things exist. I've seen a video, a couple of videos on it. 
I think it's interesting. So, but they say that in Denver there was already a perfectly good airport. There was there was no real need to remodel, to update, anything like that. They were like this airport was fine. So then they built a brand new, uh, like maybe the second largest airport in the country. And they is key in this explanation because no one really knows who they is that built it. It was just called the New World uh, Airport Commission. Right. But no one has ever stepped forward and said, yeah, we paid for this brand new airport. And some people say that the New World Airport Commission doesn't even exist. Right, there's no record. Well, that's exactly what I mean. Yeah. There's no record of who's behind that, who yeah. funded it. It was just this claim. Right. So, and then they said it was it was way over budget, and then way longer to build than they than they thought. And they said there's like a five story building underground. Like there's like five stories of underground bunker, and there's a lot a lot of different uh, people say a lot of different things like. Some people think that it's like, they think it's like, like a concentration camp. Some people think that's where the elites will go if we ever have nuclear war. Some people think, uh, I don't know, people think all kinds of things. So this is a couple of examples. And one of the reasons they think that is because there, when uh, Obama was president, there was an incident where it looked like a meteor was going to hit the earth. So they took him to Denver, you know, which is, seems like, you know, that seems like a move when something is about to strike the country, you protect the president. So people think they relocated him to Denver just in case that went down, they could move him into the bunker. Yeah, and I don't think it's a stretch to imagine that the United States of America has an underground bunker system. Totally. I mean, of every country in the world, I would totally think that America would have something like that going on. And it makes sense. I mean, the reason they, they say that Denver might have this system is because it's geographically in a good position you know if right. you ever got struck with missiles probably the hardest part to reach is the middle of the country surrounded by you know high elevation surrounded by mountains yeah so maybe so far this is not even weird i mean you know the government has created an underground bunker to protect uh, our leaders in case something goes down because you do want the leaders to be protected. I mean, because your leader can come back and unite the people and this and that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't want to lose your leader. So that's not even that weird. And maybe they just don't disclose that information. You're not like, hey, we have our underground safety bunker in Denver, just so everyone knows. But I feel like they taunt the people a little bit with like the weird murals that are Well, that's are what I want to say. So far, yeah, it seems, nothing seems super shady yeah. about it. But yeah, if a, if you look at it from an aerial point of view, the way the runways are laid out, it looks like a swastika, and it's like oh, it does yeah oh, and it's like it's you know, you, you got to use a little imagination, but they're definitely lined up in a way that's like if you're designing that runway, maybe maybe have somebody proofread that. Just be like, hey, let's try and not make it look like a swastika. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Because whether they, they may not did it on purpose, and we'd like to think that they didn't do it on purpose, right? But it's also a bad accident. Yeah, you know? yeah. Whoop, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. whoops, we accidentally made it look like a swastika. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then there's the horse out front. Oh, Blucifer. Yeah. Blucifer, yeah. I mean, that's just creepy. I mean, why would you even put some... That's what I mean is they have artwork around that airport that's right. very disturbing. It's like when you're about to jump on a plane, you want to feel good, yeah. relaxed, calm you don't want to be thinking about armageddon and and the end of the world and 
you know, police state and right. the Holocaust well, and well, stuff. Yeah, so the, the, the horse is uh, nicknamed Blucifer, but it's a blue horse with red eyes that light up, and the horse is standing up. And it, they say it's either like 20 or 40 feet. I can't remember exactly, but it was it's really tall. And they say the guy who designed it and created it, he was working on the head, and the head fell on him, and he died uh, because of injuries related to that. So the horse... The designer of the horse, the horse killed him. Yeah. So they call it Blucifer. Which right? immediately gives it an urban legend. Right. Creepy and, vibe. And then other, yeah, other people think that it's like the, one of the horses of Revelation, which was the horse that death rides on. Oh, the four horsemen? Yeah. Four horsemen of the apocalypse. And then that's the fourth horse that, that, uh, Johnny Cash had a, had a line about that where he just read it from the Bible. Pretty good song. And uh, so at one point, this wasn't in any of these videos. I had seen this at another point. Uh, Denver Airport, for a while, they, they featured this Egyptian statue. I don't know if it's Marduk, but it's the Egyptian god of death. And that they had that statue out there for a while, just as like a... They were just showing it. It was never meant to stay for a while, but people could see it from inside the airport. And it's like, why are you putting all these things about death in there? Yeah. And then there is the murals. Right, which I've already about. alluded to. Yeah, the murals. Yeah. Uh, they have four murals, and some people think that it lays out a timeline. Because the first mural is a soldier with a gas mask on and uh, an, uh, a gun, and then a trail behind him that looks like smoke, and then in that smoke is women crying holding babies yeah it's a very dystopian future vibe yeah and then there's a there's like a, oh and then the soldier also has a sword in his hand that's stabbing a uh a dove a white dove which they say dove a white dove represents peace so he's stabbing that and then i didn't i didn't write this down uh but then the next one is like um um like it's like a funeral scene. There's three caskets. Some people have said it looks like you know three different races or three different cultures of people in these things, and it's like, um, uh, and then but I heard one person say that one of them looks like Mother Nature, like Earth has been destroyed or whatever. But they're in these things. Because there's dead animals in it. Yeah, there's dead animals too. Yeah, and there's like I think there's a couple of animals in jars, like they have them, like there's, and then the next scene is like this whole like world peace type thing where it's almost like the first one is them killing them the second one being like everyone's culture is dead and the third one is like now we've all come together as one one religion one culture one race you know yes. which is always you know always like kind of the new world order thing that they say which is uh, which seems great and if it all worked out like that wonderful but i think that you know we read like books like 1984 or brave new world and stuff like that where when it all becomes one, I don't know. I just feel like people always find a way to. Well, that's collectivism, and, you, and if if it all becomes one, we lose our individuality. Right. And I argue that being human is to be individual. But if you're all of a sudden under the order of mass control, you've it's all it's all collectivized and. Yeah, because our different you lose cultures, your autonomy. Our different cultures and stuff is what makes it all interesting and fun. Like mm-hmm. if you like, I 
I, I, I think about that now as I travel. Like, I feel like traveling is easier because I go to places and every, because of corporations, everything is familiar to me and I can go, okay, I know what a target is. I can go in there. I know what I can find. But I also feel like you lose something with that too. Like you go to a new city and you and you pull in, you get off the interstate and you're like, oh great, I'm in this new city that looks exactly like the old city that I left, yeah. you know? Because you have, you pull up and there's a, you know, there's a, a Shell station and a, a Walmart and a Target and a Chipotle and a Starbucks and you're like, oh okay, this is, but it, it makes it easier but I feel like you lose something too. Yeah. Does that make sense? All right, so let's see. Yeah, there was a. Uh, I think that's all that I have for the Denver airport. Okay. Um, we had to cut the thing off before. I don't know how long we went before, but um, I bet we've gone a bit, a good chunk. But we have. Uh, yeah, we have. Uh, I got my family to record some stories. What I'd like to do is be able to feature uh, my dad and my mom and my sisters telling some stories about growing up. We'd also like to get Hannah's dad on here at some point. But I've already recorded some with my dad and mom and sisters, and I'm going to try to get those on the podcast next week because I think that'd be fun. Little teaser, when I was a kid, I drove a car into a pond. I was a very small kid, and I don't remember it. And it's a story that I've wrote about and I've told before, but uh, I'm not really, um, I shouldn't be telling it because I don't remember it. So this is my, my, my dad and mom telling this story. So, and I got a couple other stories, too, that are fun. But, yeah, I'll play some of that next week. Uh, we have, uh, I'm going to Tampa this weekend uh, to be at Side Splitters with John Reap, which I'm pumped about. Love John Reap. It's going to be a fun time. I love the Side Splitters Club in Tampa. Really fun. Uh, last time I was there with Ben Glebe from Idiot Test, and we had a great time. Uh, and Hannah is going to the Stardome. I'm going to the Stardome tonight, tonight? until Thursday night. Yeah. And then I have a show in Chattanooga on Saturday nights. Yeah, the Once a Month Comedy Club with Natasha Ferrier and Grace Holtz. Yeah. Uh, it's a fun time. Yeah. I imagine I haven't been to it, but I they're fun. Yeah. So I imagine I like Chattanooga, so yeah. it's a good time. And then... Um, I'm yeah. excited to hear your recordings with your dad because for people to listen to your dad, it's very satisfying to hear that kind of country Alabama accent. It's the real deal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and uh, yeah, it's going to be good. I think those are going to be fun. Uh, I gotta, I'm got i going to edit them a little bit just to piece some stuff together, try to really tell a story with that. and Because uh, I got them, they don't hang out together. The two of them are never together. They divorced. Yeah. So for me, and I, I imagine if I got my mom and dad to tell that story together at the same time that an argument would go down. Because... Even just listening to the stories, they both have different information. <laughs> they remember that differently. Because uh, so, they divorced when you were two. Yes. Uh, my dad says three, but he waited until I recorded. I had a joke about my parents getting divorced at two on my first album, and then I have a joke about my parents getting divorced at two on my second album. And my dad waited till the second album came out to inform me. He said, "We were three when you, you were three when we divorced. You keep saying two. We were three, and I was like, keep saying. Look like you would have corrected me right away. You know what I mean? Nah, he wanted to get you lying on two records. So apparently I was three, but who knows? I mean, you know, I was born 36 years ago. It's a lot of time to pass for people to be exact on their facts. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a lot of time, but it's 
It's none at all either, babe. Yeah. You're just a young gun. Yeah. And uh, and so, yeah. So Hannah's at Miss Hannah Hogan on Twitter. I'm at Dusty Slay on Twitter. We're both of those on Instagram. Uh, check us out. We've got some YouTube videos out there um, that are fun. Um, and we'll be putting some new ones up here and there. I still got the one for me and Aaron Weber's trip coming up. And uh, I think that's it. That's all. All right. We're having a good time. We're having a great time.